0: Welcome to the Cross Lane Podcast, a community committed to bringing people to Jesus. So over the past few weeks, Brett's been teaching a series called Tracks. And this series compares our lives to railroad tracks and maintaining a path of truth and grace with Jesus. And so told us Jesus has taught us over and over that there's a better way to live our lives. He's not saying that if you follow me, you'll be problem free or if you love me a lot, you'll have lots of money or you won't get sick or your favorite team will win. He's saying, if you listen to me and you listen to what I have to say about life, you take my teachings and you believe it's true and not just believe it, but you actually put it into practice that if you do that, you can have his assurance. Whether or not you want it, you can know that no matter what happens in your life, God loves you, and he's not going to stop loving you, and he'll take care of you and give you strength and mercy in your greatest time of need. And then he talked about how we get back on a, you know, take that track to a better life. And one way was through biblical authority. If you're willing to run your life parallel to what's true, you'll discover real truth, and then that truth will set you free. And then he spent a lot of time talking about relational intimacy or grace, and that's the idea that no matter what we do, God still loves us. He gives us a second chance. He gives us a time to get back on track when we come derailed. And not only does he give us a second chance, he gives us a third and a fourth and a thousandth. But this grace is not permission to keep on sinning. It's protection for when we do make a mistake, That we won't have God's condemnation coming down on us. That nothing we can do will cancel His love for us. He won't stop forgiving us. And so we look at the railroad track example, and one track represents God, and the other track represents our lives. And then the ties between them, that's God's grace connecting us to each other. And so today, We're still going to talk about the tracks, but we're going to kind of focus a little on the train, and that we're all on the same train, and the name of that train is Me Too. You might say, I want a better life. Me Too. You may say, I want to be a better person. Me Too. You may say, I've made some mistakes in my life. Me Too. You may say, I'm looking for truth. Me too. And then you may say, Who gives you that strength to keep going? Jesus. Me too. Around here at Cross Lane, our core value, or one of our core values, is making friends with one another, or what we could call authentic community. And it's not just authentic community that involves or includes people, it's one that involves people. And here's why this is so important. A lot of churches in the world today teach about truth and a lot of churches in the world today teach about grace but I'm not sure that a lot of churches say me too and me too changes everything because if you only have grace and truth then all you need to do is listen to Jesus and you have grace in your life and that's true but the chances of experiencing truth and grace go way up or way down, based on your decision to run after that truth and grace with Jesus alone, by yourself, or with others in a Me Too authentic community. So what is authentic community? I can tell you what it's not. It's not a therapy group, although sometimes they're therapeutic. It's not a group of people trying to fix you or change you because... Jesus is the only one that can change us. It's not a support group, although at times it's supportive. And it's not even really a Bible study, although the Bible does come up a lot. So what is it? What is authentic community? Well, it's very simple. It's linking arms with other people who are trying to run after the same truth and grace that you're trying to run after. And the most repeated phrase you'll hear is me too. I'm trying to do that. Me too. I don't do that very well. Yeah, me too. I really struggle with this. Yeah, me too. But I'm going to keep trying. Me too. It's called community because you're connecting with people on a common ground. And you're all looking for the same thing. It's called authentic Because the opposite of authentic is hypocritical. And if it's not authentic and real and honest and safe, then it's fake and scary and dangerous. And we're pretending to be people that we're not. And if we're not real, then it's one more thing that won't work in our life. And if it doesn't work then we're going to quit because we don't have time for one more thing in our life that doesn't work, right? We're all busy, you know. We all have jobs. Some of us are in school. Some of you have kids. Today, when you leave here, you've got things you want to do. You've got errands to run, and then in some free time, you might throw a hobby in or something fun, and that's okay. I mean, that's our life, but Because of this, and and because of what I'm saying, some of you are thinking, if you or Jesus is going to tell me that I've got to try to fit one more thing into my schedule, that I've got to put one more thing on my to-do list, then you're really going to have to convince me that that's going to make a difference in my life. So authentic community that we're talking about is simply connecting with another person or a group of people that want the same thing that you want. They want to go the same places that you want to go. And the actual presence of them in your life helps you get there. And your presence in their life helps them get there. It's a mutual thing. You know, according to Proverbs 27, and you've all heard this before, an iron sharpens iron, so one man or person sharpens another. It's a common verse we've heard. In other words, the way to sharpen an iron sword is with another piece of iron. And in people terms, I want some other people in my life that are going to make me sharper. I want some people in my life that are going to help me be a better person. When I'm around them, I want to be a better man, a better woman, a better parent, a better friend, a better person. And I want to be with them, not because they're perfect, but because they're trying me too and we've all been part of authentic communities all of our life maybe it's been a sports team or a military unit maybe it's been your family unit we've all been part of these kind of groups but the idea is all the same that life is better when you know someone is with you and when the stakes get really high that someone's got your back Authentic community means that if I hang out with people of the same mindset, that I've got a better shot of being the person that God wants me to be and that I want to be. You know, if you ever, ever read a book about how to become a millionaire, one of the common themes throughout those books is you've got to hang around other millionaires. Because if you surround your people with people that don't make or don't have money, you can't learn how to have money from them. And one of the old sayings go that if you hang around nine wealthy people, you're surely to become the tenth. You need to know what people are doing to create wealth. You need to follow an example. What do they read? How do they invest? And that's the same that we're talking about. You learn from each other. You apply each other's teachings to your lives. So here's some questions. If nothing changes in your life, if it just keeps going on the way it's going, and not just next week or next month, but moving forward, what does that mean for you? Is your future just more the same? If your marriage doesn't change, is it just more the same? If your family relationships don't change, is it just more the same? If your addictions, just go down the same track. If your character keeps going where it's at right now, if you keep on repeating the same mistakes and committing the same sins, whatever it is for you, if it keeps on going, where does it end up? And are you okay with this? Or do you know? Do you know that something needs to change? And maybe the reason you know is because of common sense or Maybe because God's been speaking into your heart that you need to change. Or maybe you're just sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over in your life. The same train wrecks. The same derailments. You're so sick and tired of apologizing for the same mistakes over and over. And you know something needs to change. So what is your best shot? What's your best chance of making a difference and changing your life? Well, the answer, according to God, is if you could link arms with someone else, someone with the same goals, your chances of obtaining that in your life go up exponentially. How many times have you said, I don't know how to do that? Or you've heard someone quote scripture or talk about how they've changed their life and you say, yeah, that sounds really good, but I don't know how to do that for my life. Or... I can't do that by myself. Or you've been in a place like this and you've heard a message that you're like, oh, I need to apply that to my life, but I can't. Why is it that one of the main things we need in life, besides a relationship with God, community, friends that I'm talking about, is one of the hardest things to find? Seems like everyone else already has it. We're the only ones that don't have it. Everyone's got all the good friends. They're all taken and I don't even know where to start. I can't do that. Well, how weird would it be if I just walked up to a random person today and said, hi, my name's Tracy, and God's been telling me that I really need to be a better person, and so I was kind of thinking, do you want to be a better person with me? It's a little awkward, right? I mean, that's not going to happen. And so perhaps you're thinking the truth is I know that I need godly people in my life but I'm really not sure how to do that. I don't even know where to start. Some of you may be thinking I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone else. All I need is me, Jesus, and my Bible. I can do it by myself. I can keep my life strong, my marriage strong, my kids in line. Anything that life throws on me I can deal with it. Well, Hebrews puts this into context and if you want to turn to Hebrews 10 that's where we're going to be. The whole book of Hebrews was written to some people who decided to follow Jesus and thought that their lives were going to get better. And actually, their lives got worse. Sounds familiar? They thought that Jesus would take care of them, that they would help get their dad out of prison, that they would take their cancer away. But none of that happened, and they were ready to quit. Their prayer was like, God, do your job better you ever prayed like that? where I just don't know what to do. I don't know what else I can do. And the whole theme of the book of Bible, or sorry, the whole theme of the book of Hebrews is like, don't quit yet. Don't give up yet. Here's something that will help you out. So in Hebrews 10, we're going to start in verse 22, it says, "Let us draw near to God. Let's live our lives in parallel. Let's live close. Let's draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And it goes into 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who is promised is faithful. Unswervingly. I don't want to swerve off the track. I don't want to crash my life i don't want to end up in a train wreck don't you want to be consistent in your walk with god yeah i do don't you want to consistently fight off temptation i do don't you want to see consistency in your marriage and consistency in your parenting Don't you want to look back a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, and say, my walk has been consistent. Yeah, I swerved a little to the right and a little to the left, but overall, it's basically unswerving. Don't you want to finish well? And then God gives us another secret to staying on track in verse 24. It says, and let us, and that's us, that's you and me, us, so listen carefully, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now that, love, that word says sp- consider. Let's think about. Let's get creative. Let's consider how we may spur one another. Spur doesn't say spear one another. Spur one another. Spur is encourage, motivate, nudge, rub shoulders with one another. It means that we all need people in our lives and people that are me-to-people. Some trusted people in our lives that will say, I'll walk that track with you. I'll tell you the truth if you tell me the truth, even if it's the hard truth. And the goal is that you just want to keep on moving toward a better way, especially during those uphill times. some of you may be new christians and one of the fear you have is that you're afraid you're not going to be able to pull this off that you may be dealing with temptations or you may be struggling with your marriage or kids have financial hardships and you may be saying i believe this and i want to be unswerving but it's not in me to pull it off and you're right it's not in you if you do it alone christian life is a team sport Then we move into 25. Not giving up. And some of you are ready to quit. Quit church, quit Jesus, quit everything. Because what you've been trying to do by yourself isn't working. Not giving up, meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And that's what a lot of us do. I went there, nobody talked to me. I don't have any friends. And then our faith goes in the toilet. And what happened? It wasn't God's fault. No. We just didn't have anyone walking along with us. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And what day is that? That's the day that we get to meet Jesus. That all of our problems are over. Don't give up meeting together. The opposite of this would be ignoring each other. Don't get stranded on your own. The point of community is not so much about helping each other recover from the train wrecks in our lives. It's maybe if we stuck together, we would avoid the train wrecks altogether. You know, suppose we offer two classes. And one class is a safe driving class. And the other class is how to recover from a serious accident class. Which one would you want to take? The safe driving class or how to recover from a serious accident? You know, having a class on recovering from accidents is great, but how awesome is it to not have an accident at all? And that's what we're talking about. The purpose of community is to help you draw closer to God and to avoid any more train wrecks in your life. So here's a question. If meeting together with some other people could help you draw closer to God to help you keep your life life on track would you be willing to try it and let me tell you what that would look like the truth is we all have a better chance of keeping our lives on track with what God says is better if we have other people in our lives and the other truth is it's really hard to find these people it feels weird it feels forced it feels unnatural And we can't force you to find community. Even though God promises that our lives will be better if someone else is walking it with us, but all we can do is tell you that it's really, really important. And you won't realize how important it is until you have it, and you won't realize you needed it until you find out you don't have it. The other thing that we can do is we can create some chances and opportunities for you to bump into some other people who are looking for the same thing. And because this is so important, we want to give you several opportunities to experience community around here at Cross Lane. And the first and foremost that I'm going to talk about is small groups. We put a lot of emphasis in small groups around here because we feel that that's really where church happens. When you come into a place like this and there's a lot of people, it can feel scary and it can seem like I really don't even know how to meet people. But when we can break down into small groups, that's really where you can start forming a community, where you can feel like other people know you, other people care for you, that people are praying for you. And so a small group environment is how that can happen. At Cross Lane, we do small groups a little different than where you may have experienced them before if you're not familiar with it. We only start them twice a year. We start small groups once in the fall and then once in the spring. And we do this because they're closed groups. So we're not constantly coming and going from groups. When we start a new group, it meets for 18 months. And then it's a commitment. And so, you know, that's where I was talking earlier about the time that, you know, you have to be willing to say, you know what, I'm going to give 18 months to this group. And you've got to be consistent. You've got to be there because you're saying to this group of people, I want to be a part of something. And so for 18 months, that group meets. And what does that look like? Well, it's whatever that group wants it to look like. There's going to be some Bible study. There's going to be fellowship. There's going to be a lot of food, um, which is a good thing. And But there's also going to be social things. And there's going to be people that are sharing and and that are going through struggles that you can help. You may be going through a struggle, and they can help you. There's going to be crying. There's going to be laughing. But the best part is it's a community of people that have each other's back, that are there. When you need someone, you know someone's there. And so, like I said, we put a lot of emphasis in the small groups here. Our next group of small groups will start in the spring, and we'll probably start sign-ups around March. And so all I ask today is that if you're not part of a small group, that you prayerfully consider becoming a part of a small group at Crosslane. I think it will really make a difference in your life. It will help you to go on to that next step and help build your relationship with God because you'll get to experience it with other people very intimately. And so that's one thing. Like I said, they'll begin again in the spring. We'll talk about it here in the next few weeks. You'll hear more about it. We'll sign up in March, they'll start, and then that group will be closed, and we'll go for 18 months, and then that group ends. And if you want to join another group, you're free to. If you're ready to sit out a group, that's fine too. But again, you're committing to 18 months when you sign up for a small group. Another thing that we have that's an ongoing thing is called the Christian Women's Fellowship. And so women, I'm only talking to you right now, but this is a group of women that meet monthly, on the first Tuesday of each month, so this next Tuesday, coming up in two days, will be their first meeting for, or their next meeting, which will be the February meeting, and this group of ladies really focuses more on kind of the fellowship and service. So it's not really a small group, but it, they still experience things together, they serve together, they fellowship together, and again, it's other women that are focused on the same thing, Christ. And so if that's something that maybe interests you, and again, I challenge you, if you're like, yeah, I don't really do well with groups of women like that, try it. There's no commitment, just attend. And if you like it, maybe you'll want to come back. There's no commitment. You can come three times a year, you can come 12 times a year. But again, it's another opportunity for you to get to know people and meet people and just have people that you can say, I know who they are and we're on a Me Too relationship. We've got another opportunity coming up in a ladies bible study so again ladies i'm talking specifically to you but this is going to be a nine lesson study and it's going to be on the f- book first and second thessalonians and it's a bethmore bible study and again this is a great opportunity to not only learn more about the bible but again in a small group atmosphere get to know other ladies in the church because you're going to learn biblical principles and then you're gonna talk about how you can apply them in your life. And it's, it's, it's hard when we just read the Bible and then we're like, ah, I mean, that sounds good, but I really don't know how to do that. When you listen to other women talk about how they do it in their life or how they struggle, it really helps you because you can kind of bounce ideas off of each other and you can talk about that. And again, you may not feel comfortable in an, at- in an atmosphere like that, but sometimes we gotta be uncomfortable to grow. And so I would encourage you to sign up for that. And that's out at the Welcome Center. There's a sign-up sheet. It is a limited amount of spaces, so you know, I encourage you, if that's something you're interested in, to sign up. Um, there's a small fee, but you know anything that we add a fee to, it's only to cover the cost of the materials. We never are trying to make money on anything. So the cost that you pay for this class simply pays for your workbook. And they're going to be meeting on Sunday nights, starting on February 15th, and it'll be from 6 to eight. So again, if that's something that interests you, the Welcome Center, there's a sign-up sheet for that. Okay, now we're going to switch gears, men. And again, men are the ones that don't like to sign up for stuff like this. We've got a men's Bible study coming up. And this is going to be, I'm just going to read you what the uh, Bible study says that it is. It's called Risk. And it says, risk is for men ready to go to their next level in their faith. Ready to say goodbye to playing it safe and ready to radically trust Jesus. And you may be like, yeah, that's not me. But you know what? Sometimes it has to be us. Sometimes that's what it takes to get us to kind of take that next step. And so men, this is going to be on Saturday mornings, starting on February the 28th. We're going to meet from 8 to 9.30 on a Saturday morning. It's an eight-lesson study. And again, I encourage you to Sign up to step outside of your comfort zone. Dig into the Bible. Meet other men. Lock arms with each other. Rub elbows with each other. And again, that sign-up sheet is out at the Welcome Center. My goal today is the Welcome Center is flooded with people after this service. Because you're going to be buying your tickets for Wednesday night. And you're going to be signing up for the men's Bible study. The women's Bible study. And then still on the uh, topic of men... There's a conference coming up that we're going to take a group of men from here on May 7th. It's a Saturday. And coincidentally, it's called Iron Sharpens Iron. It's going to be at Maryland Community Church. And it's only for men. And this is going to be a day spent on a Saturday from 8.30 to 5 learning how to be a better godly man. There'll be speakers. There'll be workshops. But the most important part is there'll be other men there saying, Me too. They've got the same issues that you've got. They've got the same struggles that you've got. They've got the same desires that you've got. And so, again, there's a small fee for that, but that's just going to cover the conference. We'll take a group of men from here. We'd love to have you be a part. We'd love to be the biggest group at that conference from a church. It's on May 7th. It's a Saturday. If that's something that interests you, Welcome Center, there's a sign-up sheet. We'd love to have you be a part of that. And then still, men, we've got a men's retreat coming up, and this is on April the 16th through the 18th. We're going to leave on a Thursday. We'll come back on a Saturday, so we're going to take two days. We're going to Lake Williamson, which is in Illinois. We're going to have a great time. We're just going to have fun time getting to know each other. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to have worship. We're going to study some, but most importantly, we're going to be in an authentic community where we're getting to know each other on a personal level. So again, I encourage you to do something like that because you won't know people if you don't put yourself in environments where you can get to know them. And when you go away like that, that's great. You know, when you're sleeping in a room with someone, you get to know them very close. And that's a good thing. So again, there's a sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center, that two days for lodging, for food, for activities, it's $100. It's very affordable. So I encourage you to sign up for that, to be a part of that, because we want to give you opportunities to be part of an authentic community, to be able to talk with somebody. And when they say something that they're struggling with or that they're desiring, you can say, Me too. So again I encourage you to flood the welcome center I've got extra people out there to answer questions that you may have I'll be in the back afterwards if you have questions about something but it's all about getting to know other people and influencing them so they can influence you so let's pray God I love you very much And I love what you're doing in this church. And I love the people in this church. And we recognize that sometimes it's scary and intimidating when you're around this many people. My prayer is that we understand the need for authentic community and we look for the opportunity to expand our circle of influence with other like-minded people that we perhaps step outside of our comfort zone and participate in community. Father, we thank you for your teachings, your truth, and your grace. In Christ's name.